<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hi, folks. Welcome to the show. We're going to get started here in just a second. But first, if you're looking for the most convenient way to listen to The Bob Seska Show, I've got a solution for you. The Patreon app for your smartphone is the best way to stay up to date with new shows, and it's the best way to listen. Here's why. Every time there's a new episode, you're going to get an automatic alert on your phone, notifications for the free shows on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and notifications for the Friday after party and the postmortem shows, too. You can listen at home or in the car with a couple of swipes, and you can join our community of listeners, too, in the comments under each show. Oh, and you can manage your subscriptions without ever sitting down at a computer. Subscribe for as little as $1 a month at bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Then download the Patreon app from the App Store on your phone. Thank you for supporting this completely independent podcast and now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Things are going to start happening to me now. The Bob Seska Show. Getting great reviews on the brand new Open, so thanks to everybody for that. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, August 3, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, how you doing? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 196 of the Biden-Harris administration, 462 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. And here comes Buzz. Yeah. You said Yep. You said it all. Hey there. Hello. N- no, I will not perform at Trump's reinstatement. <laughs> How I, you doing? I got I to get a new agent. Hi, hi Bob. Hi, hi hello. How's it going? Uh, he, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And this show is as contagious as chicken pox. <laughs> Shit. I didn't wear a mask today. Bob, I just need you to say the jokes are funny and I'll take care of the rest. <laughs> They're funny, I swear to God. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, I'm coming from you today from the uh, epicenter of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are so bad here in Florida. I I had to get away. Uh-huh. So uh, it was great to be out on Joe Manchin's houseboat. <laughs> of course, he has a houseboat. Much much safer. Oh man, don't we all have a houseboat? We all deserve one at least. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Now Lindsey Graham's in the quarantine mm-hmm. uh, with the coronavirus, yeah. and and he's come down with an unusual symptom, Bob. Yeah. Doctors are calling it the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> on his fainting couch, sure. Technical term. <laughs> Uh, TV pitchman Ron Popeil died this oh, past week. Oh, yeah. Now, besides the Vegematic and the pocket fisherman he's so famous for, mm. uh, Ron also brought us uh, Mr. Microphone, oh. which Bob and I, of course, both own. <laughs> uh, 
I also have his product, Mr. Dentist, but that's another story. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. It's a real, yeah. it's a real thing. He oh, really God. did. Uh, what could go wrong? <laughs> Yesterday, my doctor, and you know, uh, my health problems, I, I tell you off the air all the time, uh, the various <laughs> health challenges I face, uh, Bob, <laughs> yesterday, yeah. yesterday, my doctor told me I have a nut allergy. Yeah. Not all nuts, just Louis Gomer. Yeah. Covering uh, my favorite band in the whole world. <laughs> nicely done, kids. Yeah, they're yeah. one of my faves as well. Yeah, yeah nicely yeah. done. Wow. Excellent, very, excellent. Very yeah, impressive. of course, yes, and all good people. That's the opening Your Move movement from that song. Yeah, perfect. Thank you, Rocky Mountain Mike. Rocky underscore Mountain underscore Mike on Instagram. And hashtag a dumbass. Thank you. Uh, okay, so where do we start here? I guess the first big question for you, my friend, is yes. how's everything at COVID Ground Zero in the great state of Florida? My God. I, I'm afraid to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah well, I don't blame you, man. It is uh, a yeah, disaster. You know, I, I noodled around with a joke, and I just decided it's too old, it's too outdated, but I, it's it's bursting to get out of me. You remember Paul Molive Madge? You know, she would <laughs> yes, do the I manicurist. Right. Yeah, You're well, soaking I, in it. I'm, yeah. I, exactly. If you, when it comes to COVID in Florida, I'm soaking in. <laughs> God. I mean, they hit, uh, what, 21,000 new cases the other day. Has that continued to go up in the subsequent days? I haven't seen the latest numbers. The number of cases continues to go up. Uh, hospitals in Central Florida are in code black. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there are no beds. They're out of beds in Oklahoma uh, and, and also uh, many places in Florida. And, uh, oh, you know, it, it just it's it's terrible. And, and the situation is honestly not much better in California and, and a lot of other places. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it is worse where people are. There are large clusters of people who are not vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And, well, I'm soaking in it. Yeah. Well, this is just it. It's the ongoing story that we've been covering for some time now. The shirkers, the irresponsible people among us, the yes, little teeny yeah. tiny babies who are scared of needles are ruining it for everybody holding the rest of us hostage. And you're right there in the front lines. And, I, yeah, I mean, I guess I, you're, back, you're back to where you were a, a year ago, right? I mean, you're under full oh, lockdown now. Well, the numbers 
are actually worse here yeah. in Florida than they were in July of, of certainly of twenty. But just in terms of how you're uh, dealing with it, right? I mean, it's oh yeah, it's I mean, all person, the same shit all over again. Personally, yeah. I'm I'm back in lockdown. Right. No, God uh, damn restaurants, it. restaurants which had been back on the table for me are now off the table. Yeah, uh, crowds of people, uh, street festivals, that kind of thing. Uh-uh. I, they're outside, but people get too close. They're and too yeah. crowded in those situations. And I just as contain this thing is so much more contagious, mm-hmm. uh, and you you hear you hear the multiplications of of how many times more contagious this is, uh, and, and you've heard this past week more so than chickenpox that it spreads faster and farther than the common cold. Uh, whereas the common cold, you might infect three other people. Yeah. With uh, the Delta variant, you're likely to infect nine other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this thing just spreads like wildfire. Yeah. And it yeah. is and it is more virulent. It is is, as it turns out, uh, we now have a clear understanding of exactly what that word meant when it came out of the mouths of epidemiologists a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It, it means people are getting sicker, and uh, uh, pediatric wards are filling up with children. Uh, we have uh, nearly, I believe at this point, three dozen children hospitalized with COVID here in Florida, God and uh, some of them are in pretty rough shape. Mm. Um, you, you, you know, And, and, and uh, this past week, uh, almost a week ago at this time, my head was exploding uh, about this, and I, I reached a point of no further tolerance for the unvaccinated. Yeah, and uh, and and I got harsh and fierce, and I don't <laughs> regret what I said, but uh, I have altered my messaging since then uh, to try to be more effective. Uh, because I and also because I've been encouraged by the vaccination numbers going up. Yeah, I'm I'm very encouraged to see that. It's it's sad that it requires hospitalizations and deaths to make people motivated to go get the shot but i at this point whatever works yeah well look i mean there are some people who simply can't get vaccinated because of, of health course. problems our friend uh pete parada who's the drummer for the offspring who we've known right. pete for some time now and anyway so pete posts this thing on uh on twitter yesterday announcing that he can't get vaccinated because he has this ongoing health condition that could get exacerbated right. by the vaccine but that is few and far between what we're dealing very with rare. now buzz yeah yeah very very rare but what we're dealing with right now is nuance. And what have I said for years Mm -hmm. and years and years that um, the internet is where nuance goes to die? (laughs) Well, I helped kill it this week, Bob. (laughs) Well, no, 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 no. (laughs) I, I think the approach to this needs to be more direct. Get the fucking shot. That's what it needs to be. Get the fucking yeah. shot. Just fucking well, do it. Stick yeah, it I'm in. Not, Stick it in, as the, the Stephanie Miller, Margaret Cho drop-in says. I, I, I'm not sure if that would work or not. I've been interested in seeing the results of surveys uh, among uh, the vaccine-resistant, Yeah. Uh, what, what it would take for them to change their minds. And I think 40% said, you know, FDA approval. Yeah. Right, and right. and I, I, do, I do wish that would hurry along. But you you can't, you know, it wouldn't have even gotten emergency approval if it hadn't been proven safe. The 100,000 people who came forward as volunteers before the vaccine was ever issued publicly mm-hmm. uh, and the people who've taken it over the last six months, uh, you know, it, I, the, we've seen that the effects of the disease are much worse a bazillion times worse if you want yeah. to use exact math mm-hmm. than the uh than than the vaccine is yeah. and uh I, I just i ran out of patience i'm tired because and, and i think i said this on last week's show they're limiting our rights now mm-hmm. you know by we can't go out and do anything now we, yeah. we can't have we can't have no fun anytime never uh, because <laughs> they refuse to get 
vaccinated mm-hmm. and refuse to wear masks, all, all based on uh, uh, two things: ignorance. Uh, they've been misinformed, or or they are uninformed, and yeah. or or they've been confused, which is understandable mm-hmm. considering right wing media. And the the other reason is just that proud obstinance. Yeah, that that Donald Trump arrogance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to, so I don't have to. Yeah, uh, you know, and and of course. With rights come responsibilities, and at no point does their right not to get vaccinated as allowed to infringe on my right not to catch the disease. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and 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 the 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 good of the many uh, far outweigh uh, the good of the few ignorant, stubborn mm-hmm. people. This was never addressed. I had people come to me and say, "Ah, oh, but some people can't get it." I'm not talking. Uh, to them, yeah, and I'm not talking about them. Us, uh, and and I, I think I've used words like ostracize and shun the people <laughs> who have the vaccines. The people but say you're never going to get through to them that way. And I say I'm not talking but to them. You're, you're I'm never. talking. Yeah. I'm talking to my fellow vaccinated, yeah. saying we need to lock them out. We need to mm-hmm. shut them. We want to, their lives. If they're going to be the ones who are ignorantly obstinate. They're the ones who need to be inconvenienced, not us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, you're not being too harsh on these people. In fact, I would say you're holding back. I mean, with your worst, <laughs> your with your worst possible assessment, with the the most amount of rage that you can muster oh, in your head, oh, oh, uh, oh, it's still not enough. Because the, oh. again, there's no getting through. No matter what level of coercion we use, there is no getting through. The only, uh, I think, satisfactory reaction is to uh. get the fucking shot. Because otherwise, you end up in these weeds of nuance. And I, yes, the, one of yes, the things I'm yes, talking about with yes, regard to nuance yes. is the fact that uh, the statistic is right here. 164 million vaccinated Americans right now. We just hit 70% of adults with at least one yes. dose uh, on Monday. But less than 0.1% have been infected with coronavirus and 0.001% have died, according to data from the CDC. That's the extent of the nuance with regard to the breakthrough infections. So you throw the breakthrough thing in there, you throw in the, well, if you're vaccinated and someone else isn't, and what happens there? What if there's a child in the mix? Yeah. And that's the nuance that I think gets uh, not only ignored, but then exploited by people like Tucker Carlson, where he uses that nuance to plow right through with just gigantic dump trucks filled with bullshit. And, and it gets the, lost, and, yeah. it, and it gets lost in a mainstream media mm-hmm. that's still trying to, you know, report fairly on both sides of, of the issue, right? Uh, instead of just telling the truth, which I think is their real mandate. I, I look, I have defended the press and defended the press, and I still say, if we get, if we, if we destroy it, as we are on our way to doing, we will freaking regret it. Yeah. Uh, that said, uh, that's what the headline should have been about, not about the number of people. Uh, vaccinated people who got infected with the Delta variant. That's mm-hmm. not the story. The story is how many people didn't. What we should be saying instead of 0.001% or whatever, where you yeah. just lose people, right. what we should be saying is if you are vaccinated, you are eight times less likely to catch the bug and 25 times less likely to go to the hospital. There you go. It. Perfect. That's the way we should be saying it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh-huh, still, uh-huh. but it's... <laughs> But it's still math. It's still math. And it's it's too, I think, too conceptual for a great deal of the people <laughs> in this country. You say 
25% or 0.001%, irrespective of which number you come up with. It's just like talking to a brick wall. They're just not going to get well, it. When you put it in, in simple numbers like 8 and 25, if that's yeah. too much for people, then we truly have failed in education. Yeah, well, yes, we I mean, have. We truly have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the, the murkiness of these numbers, as they're perceived by some of the morons and imbeciles in this country, mm-hmm. um, that creates, again, as I said, that creates a giant opportunity for bullshit being delivered by Fox News Channel and the various oh, other platforms. And We forgot to mention today's show's coming from Hungary, by the way. We're, <laughs> we're in Budapest. Right. Right. What was, so what's the deal with Hungary? I didn't, see, I didn't even see that. I saw someone oh, complaining oh. about people talking about Hungary, but I didn't actually catch yeah, the story. Yeah, no, Tucker Carlson's doing his show from there because, oh. you know, yeah, it's, uh, they have <laughs> such a nice leader and everything. <laughs> oh, that's so, right. Jesus. They have a dictator and they've chased out the, the media and Tucker's very excited about all of Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, and so we just we can't do this shit anymore. It's it's really really sad, and ultimately, once again, the responsible people, the people who have done the right thing all along, are the ones getting held hostage by the morons. You could really make a case that that's been the political trend for fifteen, maybe twenty years now. That the morons are holding hostage anyone who knows the correct answers to things, right? The Democrats, for all of their problems, and we don't need to sit here and list all of the problems with the Democratic Party. They've got some marketing issues, I think, primarily. But I think of all the downsides that you could list about the Democratic Party, where it really, really matters is where the Democrats excel. And that is successful legislation, Democratic ideas work. And on top of that, whenever we see a crisis coming down the pike, we're generally right about whatever that crisis is going to be and the extent of the crisis. See also the Iraq War and WMD and the impending uh, Great Recession when people like uh, Tom Hartman were predicting that one, predicting the Great Recession years ahead of time, maybe three, four years before that ever happened. Right about Donald Trump, right about Barack Obama, right about the Affordable Care Act. I could do this all day. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> right about the pandemic. And yet at the same time, These fucking morons on Fox News Channel and the people who follow them, Breitbart and all the rest, AM Talk Radio, most of the AM Talk Radio dial, is just occupied by bullshit to undermine the people who are ultimately right about most of these things. I mean, can you name, can anyone name a single Republican legislative initiative that's actually functioned to the extent of something like Medicare or Social Security or the Affordable Care Act? I can't think of a goddamn thing. It it, it flies in the face of facts, and that's what the Republican Party has been, as you said, for the last 20 years, been Mm -hmm. all about. Uh, As I've said before, Party of the rich yeah. uh, needs to uh, acquire power, mm-hmm. so it recruits uh, poorly educated Americans. Yeah, and because they are poorly educated, uh, it it preys on their fears, right? And it preys on their ignorance, and it exploits those fears and that ignorance uh, to give them the votes the rich people need to get into power. Yeah. If we were uh, if we were making up part of a body, I, I sense that the Democrats would be the head and the heart mm-hmm. and the uh the uh, Republicans would be the digestive system. <laughs> the from asshole. About, <laughs> from about the stomach. Say, yeah. Well, see you've jumped to the punchline. <laughs> 
but they, <laughs> they <laughs> you know, it, it, a lot of what they do comes from the gut. Yeah, you know, it comes from there. This is what I feel in my gut. Mm -hmm. You know, so, yeah, never mind the facts. Yeah, this is how I feel, mm -hmm. and so it, it's really about that. And uh, they, they like the stomach likes the red meat that the Republicans are feeding <laughs> oh, it, yeah. and then you know it all comes out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, here's another example: Sam Brownback in your home state of Kansas turned that place into a disaster in terms of the economy, at least. Oh yeah, and yeah, you know, and education. He, tra he trashed education there as well. Absolutely. So and then it required Democrats to come in and fix everything. How many times have a, has a Democrat taken over after a Republican solely for the purpose of fixing whatever the bullshit was that the Republican did? Arnold Schwarzenegger running up a right. gigantic deficit in California and having all kinds of problems. So Democrats got to come in. Jerry he, Brown's got to come in and fix everything. He and, thought they were making a movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, but yeah, once again, Republican policies example. fail. Mm, yeah. and Democrats have to come in and repair you, it. You begin to wonder if they don't spend their time uh, looking for ways, like in Biden's yeah. case, mm -hmm. let's see if we can make him spend the first three and a half years of his first term uh, yeah. just trying to fix stuff. That's right, that's right. The that Democrats, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the Democrats have to be the, the people who are, uh, you know, have the pooper scooper behind the elephants in the parade, you know, going right, after. Right. And, and that's the way it, it always has been. And I, I can't imagine sustaining a republic based on this ongoing back and forth. I and mean, we used to talk about the pendulum swinging back and forth. And we mm -hmm. would relate it to ideology and policy and the approach to the issues. But what it really is at this point is when the pendulum swings over to the Republican side, it is a bloody fucking disaster. And then when the right. pendulum swings back to the Democratic side, the Democrats have to come along with the pooper scooper and clean up after them. That's and the as you. And as you pointed out online within the last 24 hours, and yet people still vote for them. And, yeah. and the, re the reason is what I was talking about is appealing to the ignorance and fears of, of uh, that voter base. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, now you see the result of that. Yeah. So it's, it's the rich folks and the poorly educated folks. Uh, versus the rest of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just keeps going on and on and on. The wheel keeps on spinning around, and, and here we are once again. Once again, talking about for a year and a half, the certain things that we have to do, uh, not only nationally, but state by state, in order to combat a deadly pandemic that's already mm -hmm. now killed well over 610,000 Americans. I, 618 I don't, now. Yeah. 618. That's a mm -hmm. colossal and a tragic number. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're back at it again. We're doing all. We're making all the same mistakes again. The same propagandists who led us down a road of this many dead bodies. They're now wanting to do the same shit all over again. Ron DeSantis and and Greg Abbott signing these pieces of legislation to make sure that no one uh, is required to be safe at all. I I don't know if Nikki Freed can beat Ron DeSantis, but yeah. I sure hope she does. Right. I think she's the best option for Florida governor. I do think DeSantis is in trouble. I know. Uh, for example, his his attempt, his latest attempt to appeal to the base, uh, it was to order that uh, funding be cut for any school in the state that required masks. Yeah. He said it's up. We, you know, he and he framed it as we're going to let the parents decide. Yeah, uh, his base doesn't like that rule. Yeah, they believe what they as Republicans have believed all along, and that is local control. Mm -hmm. And he continues to take that away from them. So I think uh, Ron DeSantis's popularity 
I think I think he's killing that just as he's killing Floridians. It, it's the same fucking shit over and over and over and over, and over, and over, and over, over again. And, and I'm sick and tired of being held hostage by morons and refuseniks and all the rest of those. It's it's, we were oh, yeah. on our way to getting back to some level of normalcy, and now the idiots have screwed it They're, up again. There are attempts to stop that and, and to go a different way. To, to, there are attempts to try to bring the pandemic under control without shutting down again. New York City, yeah. just before our show today, announced that it was requiring vaccinations for restaurant for people visiting restaurants, gymnasiums, and other indoor public places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what I was talking about, about locking them out. Yeah. Uh, people who, not because of medical reasons or, you know, stop with that. For people who are just ignorant and stubborn, I'm not going to get it, F you, uh, those are the people we need to lock out. And I love to see these vaccine mandates go into place, whether they're enacted by a company or by a city or a county, whatever. Yeah, well, now they're going down this ridiculous road of, uh, I know you are, but what am I? You know, we spent four or five years now basically speaking the truth, which is that Trumpism, Donald Trump himself, it's all fascism. Uh-huh. It's all a version of American fascism. It is. And now they're picking up on that. Don Jr. is now using the F word quite a bit in his tweets. They're all but the entire Red Hat Entertainment complex. Oh, now complex. they're accusing us of being fascist. Yeah, and now, that's just the yeah, thing. Yeah. And if they can create just enough confusion out there among the voting public, that then their mission is accomplished. Democrats have to get better at messaging yeah, because the yeah. Republicans have us licked on that. Mm-hmm. There's a, a a Republican leader in Oklahoma who is comparing the vaccine mandates insofar as there are vaccine mandates, and I don't think there are. I think there are a few when it comes to some companies, and I think the Pentagon is going to have a vaccine mandate. But Federal beyond workers, that, New York City, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this guy's comparing uh, those vaccine mandates to the fucking Holocaust. I mean, could yeah, we be bigger drama queens? I mean, these guys are tough-talking alphas, or at least they fancy themselves to be that way. They're really not, obviously. But they can't stop whining about this shit and turning it into way, well, way overblowing it. What, uh, let about, me ask you this. Yeah. What, what about the HIPAA objection? I don't, I, you know, uh, I, I, somebody actually asked me, you know, are we going to make them wear yellow stars if they didn't get vaccinated? Is that how we're going to decide who oh, got vaccinated Jesus who didn't? Christ. And if you, if you ask me, I don't have to answer because that's a HIPAA violation. No. What's your response to the HIPAA violation claim? Well, the HIPAA violation, HIPAA is uh, partly about uh, doctors and pharmacists and so on revealing personal uh, right. uh, medical details about that's patients right. uh, to the public. Exactly right. It's it's not about asking someone, hey, uh, have you ever had chicken pox? Oh, wait a minute. Don't, why are you violating my HIPAA rights? Uh, this, and no, proof, that's nonsense, proof, right? Proof of vaccination yeah. has long been required for schools, for international of course. airline flights. Of course, right. All the right. rest. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the thing that I keep going back to with regard to this medical privacy, medical freedom canard that mm-hmm. the Republicans are talking about. Uh, right. Madison Cawthorn and, you know, Marjorie Three Names and all the rest of them. <laughs> the, the thing about that is uh, I'm trying to rabbit season, duck season them into supporting the right, to, right to privacy in the Fourth Amendment. Right. Because that is between you and I and everyone listening here. Mm-hmm. The right to privacy, as enumerated in the Fourth Amendment, was actually something that was codified in a Supreme Court decision known as Roe v. Wade. Uh-huh. 
And so I'm trying to get guys like right. Charlie Kirk, and I think Charlie Kirk is going to be the first one to do this, trying to get Charlie Kirk and some of the other lunatics from the Red Hat Entertainment Complex to start adopting that one. Hey, the Fourth Amendment says I have a right to medical privacy. Oops. You know, that that kind of thing. It just I'm trying to trick them into doing that by, I, by going into their uh, mentions and, and, and throwing that out there to see if they... Uh, See if they take the bait, and that's. The- I do like what's come out of the mouth of the governor of Louisiana in the last twenty-four hours, uh, saying uh, Louisiana is a right-to-life state, so get the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, once again, it doesn't matter because when right. they talk about right to life, it's really all about controlling women and right. You know, right. but but if you get them at the very least to support the notion of a right to privacy in the Constitution. And so that's the key, and and that's what they're supporting all at once while saying, nope, not women, not trans people, none of those people get right to uh, medical privacy, just Madison Cawthorn and Marjorie Three Names, and of course Mike Pillow and all the rest. They all get a, a right to medical privacy. No one else does. It's bullshit. Do they make a butterfly net big enough for <laughs> Mike Lindell and Louis Gohmert and Marjorie Taylor Greene? Do yeah, they make that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, just rodeo clowns, every single one of them. You know, and I sometimes I go, you know what, should I should I talk about them? Because the whole point is for them to, you know, scream and yell and act like clowns and we all start talking about them while their leadership goes off and does really horrendous, horrendous yeah, they, things. They, they are distractions, yeah. but, you know, it's one of those things. Where they have influence, keep, though. You, yeah. you, you, exactly. So you keep an eye on them, uh, sure. on them out of the corner of your eye. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you don't yeah, let them right. out of your sight, but don't make them your focus. How's that? That's a good, that's yeah. a good perspective. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to do it from the perspective of, yeah, these are nutballs. These are clowns. They have no legitimate uh, purpose, no legitimate things that they're adding into the conversation. It's just flailing to get us to uh, take the bait. And somebody so, had a somebody had a headline said, "Just because Trump is ridiculous doesn't mean he isn't dangerous." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right? And that's right? it's this goes the same for Matt Gates and all the rest of them. Accused uh, child sex trafficker Matt Gates. I mean, really, why is he still out? I don't know. I, I'm. You know, look, this is uh, me. This is the impatient side of me. I'm getting yeah, a little bit impatient with the slow yeah, turning of the cogs yeah. of justice here. And right. part of his strategy is to not even bother to acknowledge the allegations and say, you know what? I'm just going to fight. I'm not I'm not resigning. Trump told us not to resign and never to step down, never to give up. And so that's what he's doing. And, and so the idea of him resigning in the face of these allegations probably are going to happen. But look. In the meantime, they may be rodeo clowns, but there are things that they do and say which are immensely dangerous. And we're going to be talking about, uh, there's something that Matt Gates said the other day in Florida, and there's something that Kevin McCarthy said, I believe it was yesterday. I want to talk about both of those things here in just Good. a second, because Good. as I said, they may be wearing the clown shoes and the makeup, but boy, they command a, an audience of people who own firearms and who want to use those firearms. Funny thing, yeah. funny thing about a firearms collection, the people who want to uh, go out and collect as many as they can also want to use them. Uh, it's strange how that works, right? It's something, their fingers itchy. <laughs> exactly. So uh, who doesn't love hanging out in loungewear? Loungewear used to be oh, code for... Listen, hit, I'm, I'm, so, I'm soaking in it. <laughs> loungewear used to be code for hideously ugly sweats. Even your pets have been judging you, by the way. That's a thing of the past, though, with Cozy Earth, the people known for creating luxuriously soft, cool sheets made of bamboo. And they've done it again. 
Bamboo. They've taken loungewear to another level with their comfy, super soft selections in gorgeous styles and colors. From wonderful pajama sets, leggings, and tees, every item is sourced from earth-friendly bamboo for enhanced breathability and temperature regulation. You'll find something you can't lounge without at Cozy Earth. See why Oprah described Cozy Earth's pajamas as the softest ever in O Magazine. Best of all, go to CozyEarth.com now, enter the promo code STEPHANIE35, and save 35% on their loungewear and bedding. That's CozyEarth.com, promo code STEPHANIE35. CozyEarth.com. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Yeah, this is uh, Lee Thomas, Cheap Cherry Wine, right here, uh, LeeThomasMusic.com. Link in the description of BobSeska.com, right here for this episode of the podcast. Find it and click on all the links. Please do support all of our independent bands here. And you know what we're doing? For the month of August, we're playing all of the summer songs from the summer of 2021. So I've selected, it's about 18 songs that are really sort of symbolic of that summertime feeling you know what you you know what when you hear it right oh yeah yeah and this has got it this has definitely got it lee thomas cheap cherry wine definitely a summer song one you want to blast with the windows down as you're uh-huh, uh-huh. cruising down uh, the strip in ocean city or wherever you go so song, you, yep. you'll hear bits of these summer songs throughout Bob's Tuesdays and Thursday shows yes. for the rest of the month. And then at the end of the month, you'll hear the songs in their entirety. A yep. whole hour of summer songs in the next Indie Music Countdown. That's right. The Labor Day weekend, Indie Music Countdown. We're going to have all 18 songs played back to back. And I'm going to release the countdown before the weekend. So what? you have the song. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going to actually make a commitment here. I'm clearing my this. calendar. Before there's because I usually wait until like Sunday or Monday to do the uh, countdown show, and this time, because of the nature of the weekend, of course, the three day Labor Day weekend, and all the songs that we're playing being summer songs, got to do that before the weekend, right? So you have them to listen right. to at the beach or at your barbecue or wherever the fuck you're doing for the uh, Labor Day weekend. So that's the uh, that's the whole idea. So lots more to come here uh, as we count down our summer song songs of the summer here on the show. And the great thing about uh, wearing a mask is you could still hear the songs uh, and the mask will muffle your singing. So <laughs> That's right. Bonus. Uh, so Matt Gates, as we were talking about before, Matt Gates was in Florida the other day and he said, First of all, I want to mention that Matt Gates was speaking in front of a giant photograph of a crowd. <laughs> yes, I saw that. A little bit, a little bit sneaky of him. Uh, but if you look carefully, uh, Donald Trump's face is in there too. So <laughs> Donald Trump well, was he part of follows Matt everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> so Matt Gates, with his giant head and his uh, accusations of child sex trafficking, he said. We got the native crowd here. That's probably why we don't have any protesters. 
They know that my supporters are better armed. We're the sunshine state, but we're also the gunshine state. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yep. So uh, this has become standard operating procedure. The Republicans threatening to murder the opposition. Yeah. That's what and, we're doing now. That's and we're, we're hearing that more and more. And, we, you know, last week I mentioned Mike Flynn saying he got a rifle from a church and maybe he'd go hunting in Washington. Yeah. Uh, and then you get uh, you get McCarthy saying he'll hit Pelosi with a gavel. Uh, and then you hear Gates talking about guns. You hear uh, other Republican nut jobs talking about guns. Mm-hmm. This is not just idle chatter, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. They, they really hope to be able to use these things. And yeah. Uh, God, I hope law enforcement and uh, prosecutors can pr- keep that from happening. Yeah. Well, you know, there are guys who uh, collect classic automobiles, for example, like, right, like right. Jay Leno. And, and I think Letterman has his own collection of uh, classic vehicles. And what you want to do is you don't want to just keep them in the uh, wherever the airplane hangar or wherever you're storing your classic cars. You oh, want to get no, in, you some of them and take, drive them around, right? Take them for a spin. Sure. Exactly. So if you get a giant collection of AR-15s with all the various accoutrements attached to them, well, I don't think bump stocks are available anymore, but people still have bump stocks uh, that they purchased oh, yeah. before the ban. And so, you know, you want to use them. You want to test them out. You want to see what happens when you pump some rounds into a human body. You know, that's They're toys the, you want to play with that are also deadly. Sure. Exactly. So that's the thing that's unspoken about the availability of firearms in this country is that the people who collect these firearms like to use them once in a while. And, I mean, what you know, good is it to have an AR-15 if you can't, you know? <laughs> exactly. So that's the really scary part of this. And the Republican Party is now making it a sign of patriotism, a sign of support mm-hmm. for the club, support for, got to support the team. As Putty used to say on, on Seinfeld, you got to support the team. And, and the way you support the team is by shooting protesters, by getting in your car and driving your car into a crowd of them, maybe. That's another way to do it. But meanwhile, you know, you think, well, okay, Matt Gates is, uh, you know, he's on the fringes. He's one of the rodeo clown caucus. He's not really important. He's just on the sidelines screaming and, and flailing his arms. Well, Kevin McCarthy, who's the House minority leader, the Republican yes. leader on the House side, if uh, something disastrous happens in 22, he would ostensibly be the Speaker of the House, mm-hmm. uh, probably in a locked competition with Donald Trump to become Speaker of the House in that horrible, horrible scenario. But yesterday he joked that it'll be hard not to hit Nancy Pelosi with a gavel if he becomes House Speaker. He said, I want you to watch Nancy Pelosi hand me that gavel. It will be hard not to hit her with it. Mm-hmm. Those were his exact words. He got to cheers and applause for it. Yeah. It is a giant, oversight, a comically what we call a comically large gavel <laughs> uh, that was presented to him as an honor <laughs> as he spoke to 1,400 fellow crazies. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Isn't it? That's just hilarious. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy. Laughed, yeah. I thought I'd die. Exactly. Right. The first thing you think of when you see, how old is uh, Nancy Pelosi? 80 years old? 81, I 80, believe. 81. Yeah. As yeah. soon as I see an 81-year-old woman, the first thing I'm thinking is, beat her up. Man, I'd like to hit that with a gavel. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. What the fuck is wrong with these people? He knew it was an applause line. It's yeah. all about throwing red meat to the base, and that's yeah. what he does. That's what DeSantis does when he comes out with these asinine uh, executive orders. It's all about throwing meat to the base. Yeah, and I hate to get too grim about this, but I don't know how you could be more grim than beating up an 81-year-old woman with a gavel, right? But the fact of the matter right. is that these guys are turning politics into a blood sport, right? Yes. They're making engaging in politics into a, a physically dangerous activity. 
And a lot of people don't take this seriously. A lot of people have already moved on from January 6th and don't realize that that was a dress rehearsal that didn't go well yeah. uh, in which lessons were learned that next time maybe it'll be a little easier. Uh, I'm sure there have been increases in capital security since then. Mm -hmm. uh, the target may have shifted. Yeah. We just don't know what they have in mind. But when they have the guns and they start talking about using the guns, uh, it might be time to start paying attention. Yeah. Well, there was a shooting at the Metro stop uh, outside the Pentagon today. Right. I have no idea oh, if that's related to any of this, but there you go. Someone who has a firearm is like, hey, hey, you know what? It's a good excuse to use it, whatever the excuse might be. Well, as you refer to it, our national pastime, Buzz. There you go. We, Another example. We have, we have microphones, but we don't take them everywhere. That's <laughs> right. But damn it, I own one, so I got to use it, right? Um, meanwhile, a, a few things happening here all at once. Uh, Andrew Cuomo has been accused by uh, the New York yeah. AG, Letitia James, of sexual harassment of multiple women. This is uh, pretty this is much... The grab, yeah. This is the grab-ass elephant in the room today. Yes. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So this is kind of the end of Andrew Cuomo's career, I kind of, assume. Yeah. No, Maybe I, at least yeah. his governorship. I, it, it, it has to be. I don't see how he can come back from this. And and I, I was glad we're talking... I'm glad we're talking about this because I, I was thinking about it before the show. And uh, the problem here is, because I remember we were lionizing him and yeah. Governor Newsom uh, at one point in the pandemic when there was no truth to be had from the White House. Mm -hmm. It seemed to only be coming from the likes of uh, Newsom and Cuomo. And uh, Newsom is now facing recall, uh, and uh, that may actually be closer than we think if people don't get out and vote Jesus. in California. Uh, and then you have Cuomo facing these charges from which he cannot recover, right. in, my, in my opinion. Uh, 179 witnesses uh, talking of his mom. Yeah, who did he have on his staff? The Rockettes? What? How did he? How did he? Uh, how did he accost that many women? Yeah. Uh, how was he inappropriate with that many women? And uh, yeah, it's very clear, according to the New York Attorney General, that he violated state and federal law in doing so. And I just don't think, uh, aside from the shame that goes with the act itself. Uh, you combine that with federal and state uh, criminal violations, uh, I just don't see how you can recover that. And what I wanted to say about this mm -hmm. is that we're all looking for a hero. The Republicans yeah. were looking for a hero when they found Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. That's right. We were, look we were looking for a hero when we lionized a a Cuomo and we lionized, uh, you know, uh, we've lionized other people as well. Mm -hmm. And and they fell. We lionized Louis C.K. until we didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it... it and we we need to, I think, as a people, stop looking for a hero. Yeah. Uh, because no human is perfect. Everyone is flawed. Um, and we should be putting our faith and say, say instead of saying, hey, so-and-so is the greatest, they ought to be the president, whatever. Let's let's put our faith in in, in not in individuals but in ideas. That's a good idea. Because although yeah. although Cuomo turned out to be a shitty individual, he had some Genuinely, it sounds like the Hitler thing. He has some genuinely good ideas as governor in terms of handling the coronavirus epidemic. Yeah, uh, Louis C.K. was really funny until he wasn't. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and then we and then we we lionize and then crucify people. 
And I think we need to stop vesting so much into individuals and start vesting more. Say, that's a good idea. Yeah. So-and-so had a good idea, but that doesn't make them great. Right, right, right. Well, that's just the thing. In the words, the immortal words of Aaron Sorkin, as spoken by Michael J. Fox, we drank the sand, right? We're looking for right. leadership. We're looking for that oasis so desperately that we get to the oasis and discover that it's just sand. We drank the sand. Mm-hmm. And that's just the thing with last year. With the beginning of the pandemic, we had no leadership coming from Washington. It was just grab ass 24-7 with those press conferences and doing all the wrong things, liberating Michigan. Yeah, all the rest of it. So when Andrew Cuomo rises up and offers up some steady leadership, we go, sounds like sanity. Yeah, exactly. Thank God. Thank God that someone did. That doesn't necessarily uh, exonerate him from all of the terrible, terrible behavior. But we did get some of that leadership from Andrew Cuomo last year. I think that was valuable in and of itself. And I know you agree with me that he should be punished to the full extent of the law because you and I both believe that anybody who commits uh, crimes, especially crimes of this nature, certainly, uh, you know, we can't get past that. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, we appreciate what you did on this and that, but this other thing just wipes all that out. Sure. And on top of the criminal side of this, of all of this sexual harassment, at least 11 women. And then retaliation against a former employee and so on. Mm-hmm, right. uh, in the face of all of this, there's the awful behavior. But at the same time, there's the dumb shit behavior. Oh, my God. The lack of responsibility. Mm-hmm. The lack of we knowing and understanding of the times we live in. Does he not read the news? Is he completely unaware it's, of things like yeah. Me Too and so on? I mean, this it's, is madness. Just dumb. It's dumb, it's, dumb, dumb. It's the rock and roll idol syndrome. It's yeah, it's yeah. Elvis, it's Trump, it's whoever. Because you get to a certain point in power, you believe you are invincible. Right, right. Uh, you you believe you are all powerful. Uh, it is amusing uh, when mm. a person, when if you find yourself in a position of power, uh, as you surely occasionally do through your lifetime, mm-hmm. uh, don't you? Aren't you just a little bit tickled that you kind of made something happen? Yeah. And and uh, you you feel a little full of yourself when you have that accomplishment, and perhaps that's justified. But when you're in a, a lofty position like uh, Cuomo or Trump or whatever you 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 th- or Elvis, you think you're <laughs> immune. You think you're untouchable. Yeah. And that's why this stupid behavior begins uh, uh, continues. I, I wonder sometimes if that happens with uh violent cops who yeah, god yeah. surely by now must know there are cameras uh-huh yeah uh, and, and, just and gonna say they, that yeah. and yet they, the behavior uh continues it's it's it, it can't be tolerated from cuomo anymore that can be tolerated my my fear my concern the part that sickens me at my stomach the most right now is that this will be used against us if i from the time from about oh mm-hmm. 15 or 20 minutes before you and i got together to record this show uh, bulletin after bulletin after bulletin is streamed in from various news sources mm-hmm. about uh, Cuomo, 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 Cuomo. This is uh, the media is all over this like ants on pizza. They yeah. are, uh, they are just, you know, they they couldn't be happier. Yeah. Uh, they, they've got the and and this is d- distracting from the issues of the day. F you, Cuomo, for making this happen. Uh, and and uh, the tip of the fu cap to the media for uh, being so freaking excited about it. It it ruins it for the rest of us because yes. now when yes. we're slugging it out in the trenches of Twitter or wherever, right. now now we got to swat down this one too. I mean, we talk about Donald Trump raping all these women allegedly. Uh-huh. Um, right. Then we have to go. Well, we have to deal with Andrew Cuomo. 
right? It was right, that, and like, they'll, they'll make it, and the Republicans will be all over this. Yeah, exactly. Especially, especially thanks to the media play this is going to get. Yeah, it's the same was with uh, Anthony Weiner and John Edwards when those guys couldn't people, fucking control themselves. Pandemic's out of control. Yeah. People are getting kicked out of their homes and apartments, but uh, we got to talk about this. That's because right. of Cuomo, because of media handling of it, and because of Republicans' exploitation of it, this will consume us for days. It's just going to be this ongoing effort to uh, have to deal with that, too. It's not just a problem for Andrew Cuomo. It's a problem for everybody Amen. who Amen. has a D after their name <laughs> on the voter registration rolls. You know what I mean? Right. right. Just I it goes and goes and goes. Um, yeah. So meanwhile, uh, Donald Trump has to release his taxes to Congress, but he's fighting it. He's suing again. He's suing to stop this process again. And in fact, the judge... In this case, they've already moved forward with uh, a legal blocking of uh, this ruling by DOJ. This Judge Trevor McFadden of the U.S. District Court for D.C., in fact, who is overseeing this dispute, asked lawyers for the House committee and for Mr. Trump to appear before him on Wednesday, tomorrow, when he's expected to lay out a timeline for written arguments. So we're we're back to this again. I mean, how, this well, is I know it's Donald Trump's mo. This is what he does. He sues right, his way right. out of everything, or and at least tries to. Delay. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. I I think the courts are running out of tolerance for this because the momentum of this has grown. Uh, because of and and for, I I hear that this isn't even for the purpose of a criminal investigation mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, that's being handled in New York. That's yeah. being handled by New York officials. Uh, what what the end game is on this, I'm not entirely sure. This may be intelligence. I'm not sure, but I think judges are running out of patience. Judges see how previous courts have ruled. Judges see the reports that have come out. Judges see this new material. I think they're going, okay, we've delayed this long enough. Mm. It's time to just get this done. I think we're, I, I, you're right. That is what Trump is trying to do. I'm wondering how, despite recent records, I'm wondering really how successful he will be with his attempts here. And maybe it won't be so long, and maybe the ruling will be better than we fear. Well, obviously he's trying to pare it down. I mean, this is what he always does. He sues and then he negotiates some sort of settlement uh, that is much less than what he would have otherwise been obligated to uh, to provide, whether it's finances or, uh, to, in this case, tax returns. It's immensely frustrating only because we have a major national security, and we had a, a major national security problem throughout the four years that he was president because we didn't know mm-hmm. where his financial loyalties were. I mean, we had a exactly. sense, we all did, but what we needed was further evidence to solidify those allegations. This and, may be about that. Yeah, yeah. And so it could be. I I seriously doubt you're going to find anything in the tax returns with regard to that. I think there are other things that you can investigate to seek out those well, conflicts it, of interest. But Yeah, those subpoenas do include all of his financial records, not oh, okay. just the tax returns. Tax returns are a key part of that, oh, uh, but but they are not everything. And yeah. So, yeah, of course he's going to fight tooth and nail, but he's been doing that for a long time, and I think he's out of teeth and nails. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're going to look through Donald Trump's tax returns and see a line item saying, well, Putin signed this no. check yes, to me. Right, no, no. no. <laughs> you're, not. you're not going to no. find no. As no. hardcore you, evidence like you, that. You, you, you might find something fishy yeah. that leads you to uh, the documentation of those items that would then reveal what, what it is you're looking for. Right. 
Right. And I, when I submit my taxes, they, they don't just take my word for it. I have to provide receipts and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and pay stubs and and it's it's like that only bigger. But yeah, there these are uh, in, in these subpoenas cover firms who handled his finances. So right. this is an overall package. And the other thing that we have to bear in mind with these investigations too, and this loops in Cy Vance, Letitia James, and so on, who mm-hmm. are all looking at Donald Trump's finances, is that. Typically, you get these millionaires and billionaires, and granted, Donald Trump's entire wealth, his entire fortune is this Jenga statue of uh, debt and malfeasance, right? It's not actual wealth. He's balancing on some sort of janky, wacky shack of nonsense. He has has pulled in $100 with his uh, defend Trumpism campaign. (laughs) That that is also true. But uh, the point here is that usually these guys who have a lot of access to money, who have a lot of access to lawyers, can just mm. outspend the government. See also big tobacco. Big tobacco yeah. spent many years outspending the government in those investigations and those lawsuits. And now Donald Trump could do pretty much the same thing if he wants to. And that seems to be what, he, what he's doing. He seems to be bludgeoning uh, law enforcement, bludgeoning the rule of law to get around these things just by throwing is- money and lawyers at it. This is not your typical case. I'm not sure that the the, the IRS is going to give up or, or that the government's going to give up that yeah. easily in its in its uh, attempt to get this material. Um, I, I you know I, I I think I think they are willing to put up a fight because I think they know they have a much better chance of winning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Manhattan DA already has this stuff. Yep. Uh, so uh, it's if there's going to be a criminal charge based on his finances. Uh, the, it would come from them. Uh, the the house is clearly up to something different at this point. Uh, you know, there's this one uh, aspect of the investigation that we just haven't seen any evidence for yet, or any indication that there will be charges, or that there are uh, pending ramifications here. And I'm talking specifically about the Michael Cohen allegations from his Mm -hmm. congressional testimony where he's talking about, you know, the inflation and deflation of assets based on what Donald Trump needs, whether it's an insurance document or a loan application or his tax returns. Yeah. If he needs to pay less in taxes, he's going to devalue his assets for those purposes. But that's tax fraud. That's tax evasion. So is the IRS going to pick up on these uh, allegations and investigate? Are they already? I mean, these are all outstanding questions that I hope eventually get answered. If the Biden administration has successfully wrested control away from any remaining Trumpsters at the IRS, then uh, then, yeah, I would say that I don't see how they could avoid it, especially if wrongdoing is found by, say, the Manhattan D.A. Right, right. Oh, and you know what? Going back real quick before we take a last break here, uh, going back to Republican disasters and having Uh to clean up the mess after the fact, uh, we just learned today that Trump's GDP, uh, Trump's economy was the worst since the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. That news just came out. And and granted, yes, the pandemic had something to do with that. But look, the president is the president. And the president could have made moves at the beginning of the pandemic, right. early on, maybe even in late uh, 2019. Could have done things that would have significantly limited the consequences of the pandemic on the economy. And, and mm-hmm. quite frankly, could have limited the uh, extent of the pandemic in the first place. You just take basic moves. You see a problem incoming. You have your experts say, yeah, this could be a serious problem. You say, okay, we're going to shut down all travel into the United States. All of it. And you say that in... In uh, January or early February, not March and just limit it to China when the travelers can just go the other way. The point being that 
there were things that could have been done to avoid a sure. great Great Depression-style collapse in the American economy. Donald yeah. Trump did none of those things. Well, you and I know that's true. I think it's going to be a hard sell, and yeah. uh, most voters are looking at where their money is now and not thinking about where their money was last year. Right, so right. Well, there are a lot of voters who are all at once, and I've seen them, I've seen them right up close, who say things like, I don't want government handouts. I don't think the government should be doing all these handouts, the welfare and everything like that, blah, blah, Good. blah, blah, blah. We'll and at the same Medicare. time, going, yeah, and at the same time going, hey, where's my handout? Right. right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. A lot Christ. of the conservatives, you know, some of I say a lot, as some of the conservatives I know for a fact who are in government now uh, uh, had very humble beginnings and their families in some way or another relied on public assistance that they now oppose now that they're on Joe Manchin's yacht. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, his houseboat. Oh, my God. Who the fuck has a houseboat anymore? Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin, yeah. I guess, yeah. I guess that's true. Good answer. Okay, one last break. Back with more show after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. This is not just another love song. It's a love song sung about a love gone wrong. So you've had your fun. You say you're done. You think it's over. But, babe, it's just begun. You can leave me, but it won't be pretty. I hold on tight to how you promised to complete me. Just remember, it's you who wanted me, haunted me. Now getting rid of me won't be that easy. Yeah, it's a song called Psycho Stalker from Blame It On Rebecca, another song of the summer. They're on the show, facebook.com slash blame it on Rebecca. Link in the description. By the way, if you're curious, there's two K's in Rebecca and an H at the end there. Right? Such an unusual and fun and interesting song. I couldn't help but to include it as one of the songs of the summer. I love inventive original music. It's so good. I'll, I'll have what they're having. <laughs> BobSuska.com slash music if you want to submit. Uh, probably no uh, new uh, tracks on the show for this uh, coming up month, but anything new that gets submitted will uh, include that beginning in September. So thank you for doing that in advance. Okay, so moving along here. Uh, Donald Trump. Okay, this is uh, some of the big news of the past uh, several days. Mm. Uh, Trump pressured the DOJ to undermine the election. Um, this is something that uh, we all speculated about, that maybe he would be going down this road. But now we have actual documentary evidence of this by way of contemporaneous notes that were right. taken during a conversation, specifically quoting the president. I mean, we have physical evidence now. This um, is yeah. this is this is one of yes we do and this is one of six things we should point out that Merrick Garland has done just in the past week mm -hmm. to help 
uncover the crimes of the Trump administration. That's right. One of six different things was uh, letting out, uh, this is uh, not precedented, letting out these notes. Mm -hmm. These are normally kept confidential. Uh, You have to bless the Garland uh, Justice Department for releasing them. And it it did reveal, and, and, uh, you know, the uh, officials are saying to Trump uh, at the DOJ, but we, we, we can't. We, we can't, uh, you know, declare the uh, the election, uh, you know, squirrely. Yeah. And uh, Trump says, oh, I, I'm not asking you to do that. Just say that it was corrupt, and I'll take care, and the Republican congressman will take care of the rest. Amazing. Amazing that he says these things out loud. You talk about another example of crooks are stupid, just dumb fucking criminals doing dumb fucking things. This is another one of those cases where he's just like, okay, yeah, I mean, this line could be tapped. There could be any number of people listening in on that, but who the fuck cares? I'm Donald Trump, so I'm just going to say, just say the election was corrupt, and I'll... He tried to... He tried to Trump tried to fire Jeffrey Rosen, acting AG Jeffrey Rosen, who was in there for a few weeks in December or yeah. so after uh, after Barr w- was kicked out mm-hmm. because Barr wouldn't do what Trump wanted him to do ultimately right. when it push came to shove. He, up to a point, mm-hmm. he'll oh I'll get out and lie for him, but no, yeah. I'm not going to do that. And and uh, then then you get uh, uh, you know the acting AG in there, and he gets a call from Trump every single day <laughs> from the day after election day to the Trump's last day in office. Jesus Christ. You know, it's we talk about the Saturday night massacre uh that Nixon perpetrated where he fired tried to fire a bunch of people and got all the way down to Bork and then finally Bork steps in and and does the uh, dirty work for Richard Bork, Nixon. Bork, Bork. Donald Trump's entire four-year term was one ongoing Saturday Night Massacre. I mean, this is yeah. just the uh, fi- anyone who was standing in his way. Yeah, I mean, there was his uh, administration policy to fire any disloyalist, anyone who wouldn't do Donald Trump's criminal bidding, and that was the case. And that's why you know he's having this conversation during the transition with two acting people at DOJ, the former right. acting Deputy Attorney General Richard Donahue, yeah, who took the notes. Yeah. Just say it. Yeah, just say it's corrupt. I'll take <laughs> That's care. right. And where have we seen this before? Donald Trump was impeached for doing this exact thing. He did Give it favor, with. Yeah. yeah, he did it with Ukraine. The whole notion of Ukraine was. You don't actually have to have an investigation of Burisma and Hunter Biden. All you have to do is say you're going to have an investigation, right? right? And it was Zelensky. It was trying to get Zelensky to just say there was an investigation. And that's all Donald Trump needs for the big lie, for the big Mm -hmm. propaganda push. Mm -hmm. That's the point of it. Because then the entire Red Hat Entertainment Complex takes over. They start, well, look, there's an investigation. Holy shit, he really did something. Even though there is no investigation, but that's the point. And the same goes with this. You don't have to provide any evidence whatsoever. I'll make up the evidence. That's it. We'll fabricate the bullshit evidence. All you got to say is that, oh, yes, there was something hinky about the election. And then we can blow that up. If the DOJ actually went forward and said that, mm-hmm. we'd still be fielding that as a point of argument from the Red Hats right now. Right, that would still right. be going on. Yeah, but the DOJ said that there was th- conspiracy, conspiracy. They were they stole the election. No, it would have it would have been big fuel for the fire that they're continuing to burn anyway. That's right. So again, further evidence right here. Of Donald Trump's malfeasance, of Donald Trump's corruption, corruption, his uh, his exploitation 
of all of these suckers who just will buy anything that he's anything out of his mouth. They're going to go, yep, that's exactly what happened. He, Mr. His Trump. attempt, his attempt at an authoritarian power grab. Exactly. But no, no, wait, uh, it's the Democrats who are the fascists. And, you know, uh, it's just I, Bob, I get it's so hard to keep track of all the fascists. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. He basically is coming out and saying, look, it's all bullshit. And you know it's bullshit, but it's my bullshit. It's your bullshit. So let's just all believe it and move on. Stick to, stick to the story. Holy God. Uh, yeah. Again, you don't need any further evidence than that. He just I, said I, it. He just said I, it. I, at the risk of repeating myself, I don't think many people are aware of just how serious the threat is, and yet yeah. it lurks. Um, they're still out there, folks, and they do have guns, and they do have... Uh, they are in a bad mood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, meanwhile, uh, a third police officer. This is uh, really tragic fourth. news. Oh, is it fourth now? It's, we're, we're up to four. Okay, yeah. four police officers. Now a fourth who has who responded to the U.S. Capitol insurrection has died by suicide, according to the Metropolitan Police Department. I, I'm not entirely clear. I think three were MPD and one was Capitol Police, or I'm not sure okay. of the ratio there. But, yes, four officers who responded that day. They were not part of the insurrection. They were there to stop the insurrection. Yeah. They were the few who were. Uh, and a hundred, uh, something like 140 officers were injured that day. And since that day, four have committed suicide. Post-traumatic stress. I think uh, mm -hmm. that is writ large in all of this. This seems to be the commonality. I mean, when of you've course. got Officer Fanone uh, copping to it, this is not something that they're necessarily trying to hide. This is a real right. thing, a real and circumstance. They got, and, and, they got, and they got mocked for it. They yeah. got mocked for wearing their hearts on their sleeves. Mm -hmm. And what's the result? We get two more uh, suicides yeah. after yeah. Republicans mocked Capitol Police officers who did survive but with PTSD uh, that Capitol attack. If things were normal right now in American politics, Dinesh D'Souza, well, it wouldn't be part of the conversation in the first place, but coming out no. with a video that he came out with the other day where he's laughing at and mocking these officers, Dinesh D'Souza would be you, completely destroyed by that performance. But he's I was not. Skeptical. He's not, yeah. and he's ter he's terrible for it. Yeah, I was skeptical when you were saying a year or two or three years ago that... that uh, uh, Donald Trump would destroy normalcy. I thought, oh, no, yeah. it'll come back. It'll come back. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't yet. So, so yeah. far you're right. Right, right. And the other thing that I can't help but to think when it comes to these Capitol Police officers, who, are, especially the ones who were on the front lines, the ones that we heard from in congressional testimony the other day, mm -hmm. the real disturbing thing for them, the thing that they're coping with psychologically and emotionally is the fact that these weren't overseas terrorists. These weren't foreign enemies invading the United States. These were Americans and other Americans who at one point were part of law enforcement in some mm -hmm. cases. And the military, yes. Yeah, I mean, if your commitment to your job involves putting your life on the line to protect the Article One powers. You're a Capitol Police officer. That's what you sign up for. Mm -hmm. But you think, okay, well, I'm going to be looking for pipe bombs left by al-Qaeda terrorists or ISIS or something like that. But then it's other people who maybe are from your own neighborhood or your own right. town, and they're the or ones... Your own police force. Exactly. Trying to, uh, trying to crush you to death against the door, chanting heave ho and doing all of that shit. That has got to be 
the most uh, uh, emotionally disturbing aspect of all of this for these guys who were on the front lines. I don't know how they're coping with it uh, other than to see the obvious here, which is that they're not. They're committing suicide. A a sickening tragedy, to be sure. But, you know, I don't don't think we have to worry about these insurrectionists. Uh, they, They won't be back. Yeah, <laughs> right. We're only, uh, what, 10 days from Donald Trump's first proposed reinstatement yeah, date. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's going to be a har- harrowing month. Because, I, I don't know yeah. what to expect. I mean, it could be that nothing will happen. That's true. It could be. And I did see uh, some Republican idiot today saying that, uh, well, you know, uh, Trump is working on it. And, you know, it may be a few weeks or months. So they're already hedging as we creep toward this Friday the 13th deadline. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's not over. That's the sad part about it. People like Matt Gates, as we said, Kevin McCarthy, they're still talking about violence. Donald Trump still talking about violence. Still using language like we've got, we have to fight and we have to hit them back and so on. This Mike is Glenn, uh, McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. I, their attempt at creating another civil war in this country, as pathetic as they may seem sometimes, it's a very real threat, and we need to take it seriously. And, just because they're yeah. ridiculous doesn't mean they're not dangerous. I just I hope that as they become more radical like this, with acts of violence and all the rest Ooh. of it, their excuses to use their arsenals of firearms and so on, that they increasingly turn off actual voters. I mean, I'm talking about people yeah. who have no stake, no skin in the game when it comes to their insurrection and their violent rhetoric. While they may have some of these people may have voted for Republicans or voted for Donald Trump, I, I hope that there are people who are in that category and say, "I don't want to be part of this fringy violence group. These extremists who are, sur- yeah." Uh, not a majority, certainly, but a surprising number of Republicans switched parties after January 6th. Yeah. I know it sickened my father, uh, and, and I think he changed his position when he saw how far it actually went. Yeah. We, we need to not get past January 6th. Do not let it get be forgotten and uh, carry that anger and that energy into the polls in all elections between now and including 2024. That's right. Well, uh, we have the post-mortem show coming up next, by the way. We've got more things to talk about here on the show. More dings? Uh, like what? On the podcast, like yep. Like what? For example, uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, some news, <laughs> some some great news about Donald Trump's new social media network called Getter. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, got Getter. some additional information about that. You know the free speech platform where there's not uh-huh. really actual free speech, where if you criticize called, Donald Trump, you get kicked off, right? It's called Getter. Getter. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. You can just, when you when you hear Getter, you uh-huh. can just see the tactical baseball cap with the Oakleys propped up on the brim of it, right? <laughs> you can just see everyone there Getter. wearing that outfit, wearing that uniform. Uh, also, uh, some insanity happening in the Gulf of Oman. I want to mention that. And uh, holy shit, as if the murder hornets and the acid-squirting lobsters and so on weren't enough. Plague-infected chipmunks. That's coming up next on the Post-Mortem Show. Ah. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Ah.